Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Operations Director of Branded Content. Hello, Phil. How are you? I'm doing great this fine day. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to currently get comfortable in my chair. <laughs> hey, comfort is important, you know. know. Uh, we're I not recording switching. podcasts like from our couch like we watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of comfort, I just went to the movies this past weekend and I, I, I did one of the theaters where, you know, you do the like the big recliners, which I love. Oh, I think it's best. like I think it's worth the, it's not like IMAX, but like it's just like the ones that like kind of lay down. Yes, yeah, I mean, so, so nice. nice. Yeah, so, so nice. Um, but I saw Jordan Peele's new movie. Nope. Um, How was it? It's so good. It's really great. And I'm a big fan of Jordan Peele and I love to get out and us. But I, I went in with very high hopes for this. So I was like hoping that I would enjoy it. And I really loved it. Good. You know, Kiki Palmer. Uh, she's so, so funny in it. And she, is and she? Her act, yeah, she's really funny. Uh, and her acting is really phenomenal. And I don't want to give anything away, but it, it's definitely not what you expect. Okay. I feel like everybody has seen this trailer and is like, oh, okay, I know what this movie is. And it's not that. It was, it was very, it was, there were twists for sure. It's very beautifully made. It's like chock full of metaphors, um, particularly like concerning race, you know, uh, it's a Jordan Peele movie, which uh, we got that with Get Out and Us. Um, but I would absolutely call it a must see. So putting that out there uh, for non streaming content for the what week. What was your favorite? Uh, of the three, which was your favorite? I've well, only I, seen Get Out. I must admit, because oh, okay. well, that scared I, me. I th- well, Us is way scarier. I know. So that's I, why I, I think Us it. was my favorite, but it is the scariest of the three. Okay. Like that, that's 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 horror. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like that involves like a lot of very scary imagery and you know uh, everything with the like the the oh you didn't watch it? Um, but there's like, like there's like a fun house. There's a lot. Yeah. I don't, don't want to. I don't. That's yeah, too it, much for me. The scissors. Um, there's a lot. Like a lot going on. Um, but I the uh, the newest one is good and it's it's more tense. I mean it's okay. It's, it's a little scary, but it's more tense than it is like horror. Um, so I think uh, I think you you might enjoy that one. Um, Maybe. So check it out in the theaters. Um, but we do have a lot to get to today. We have Neil Patrick Harris is back in a very Sex and the City esque show. The Hulu hidden gem that should be on your to watch list. Pretty Little Liars got another reboot, and I did not expect to like it. And a sort of blah week of TV for me. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Terrible. Well, uh, we got some good news and we got some bad news, but it's all news. So let's do the news. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) This just in. This week's streaming news. Well, let's start with great news breaking bad fans. You finally got what you were waiting for in the latest episode of Better Call Saul, which is titled, you guessed it, Breaking Bad. The spinoff finally delivered with two very familiar faces returning. No spoilers here, but you might not want to Google it unless you want to know who shows up. I stopped watching Better Call Saul and I feel like I need to pick it back up. Oh, you need to pick it back up. Everybody is talking about this season. Season six. I don't even remember where I left off. Oh my gosh. It's going to be worth it. You got to go back in. Okay. I have to. Season six. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. I know. The last season. This is it. it. We're in the final episodes. Okay. okay. Back to the news. Okay. Songwriters Abigail Barlow and Emily Baer developed a viral Bridgerton musical on TikTok and went on to win a Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. And now they sold out the Kennedy Theater in Washington, D.C. for a live concert of the unofficial Bridgerton musical. The only catch? Netflix has sued the duo for copyright infringement. Sorry, dear listeners. We hope you get your money back. 
Oof. I know. Here's where we talk about bad news. Is The Wilds season three a go? Prime Video sadly says no. Prime Video just confirmed the teen drama series has been canceled after just two seasons. Sad news for fans who won't see that season two cliffhanger resolved. But hey, maybe it'll pull a manifest and be brought back from the dead. Oh, and the first lady on Showtime got the axe too. Wah, wah. This September in New York City's Lower East Side neighborhood, people ages 16 and up can immerse themselves in the terrifying world of Squid Game. Netflix has teamed up with Immersive Gamebox to bring fans a multiplayer game navigating challenges based on the show, like Red Light, Green Light, and Marbles. All I could say is no thank you and good luck. Hell no. no. I would not go to any kind of Squid Game anything. <laughs> no thank you. Stranger Things writers address rumors that certain season one scenes had been re-edited. There's been a rumor circulating that the show's creators went back and altered a scene from season one. It claimed that there was originally a scene where Jonathan secretly took pictures of Nancy getting undressed, but the creators must have re-edited it out. Turns out, no such scene ever existed. The Stranger Things writers said on Twitter, PSA, no scenes from previous seasons have ever been cut or re-edited, and they never will be. Hmm. So we can put that rumor to bed. That's so interesting that that would even be a thing well like like that just means that a lot of people i mean i guess this happens in a lot of like pop culture things but uh a lot of people had a universal memory like, or a collective memory of something yeah. happening that didn't happen in the show they all were like wait where's that thing that happened and everyone went yeah where is it <laughs> but they all remembered something that just didn't happen it's fascinating i mean it's probably just people jumping on the bag wagon like where is it, everyone? I mean, people who have never watched Stranger <laughs> yeah. Things. Yeah, like, I would possible. be saying that, and I've literally watched, yeah. like, two episodes. Well, let's get into some of these hits this week, because I uh, I got a couple good ones for you. The hits of the week. Okay, you you go, you go first. Okay, I know you had a blah TV week, so I I'm did. happy to carry the hit mantle this week. Well, uh, I did watch stuff, but it wasn't... Yeah. If you're not thrilled by something, then, you know, you don't put it in your hit list. Yeah. Yes. Don't yes. don't be telling people to watch something unless you like it. Um, But I did. Okay. So I mentioned this earlier. Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin on HBO Max. Um, There's five episodes coming out, five more coming. Uh, and I've seen the first two so far. And they're on the longer side, 50 minutes to 55 minutes. So I went in. And for the record, I was expecting this to be a miss. I did <laughs> not expect to like this. So I was pleasantly surprised. It's obviously a reboot. Um, One of several that have existed from Pretty Little Liars, the original series. And it stars a bunch of older than high school age actors and actresses to play high schoolers. Um, <laughs> and I don't know any of them, um, but they, the actors have names like Mallory and Bailey with two E's. So they're all clearly from the generation below me. Um, so <laughs> Bailey with two E's. That, that should have been a one giant strike against what, me liking this. But here we are. So it's a spinoff reboot of the original Pretty Little Liars, which I admittedly did not watch. Um, I didn't follows, either. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was it was geared towards a younger crowd for, than me. So and, you know, it, perhaps it just flew under my radar at the time. But this one follows a group of high school girls who are being tormented by a mysterious masked killer named A, who seems to have been with their their mothers as well. So there there's like two time periods. So like the mothers okay. uh, have this like crazy thing happen in high school at the very beginning of the series and then it jumps forward to their daughters and the the killer is is kind of tormenting them. So what I like about it is that it's kind of a cross between two of my favorite movies ever, Scream and Mean Girls. Okay. So I'm into which that. is weird, but like I was watching it, I was like, it's satisfying both of those things for me. 
you know, there, there's like the catty popular girl of mean girls that the other girls want to take down. So that's really fun. And you get this like high school drama. But then there's also this masked killer who is stalking and attacking um, people, you know, sending cryptic texts, whereas like Scream, it was phone calls. This is text. And there's, you know, the whole whodunit element of it all. Like who is behind the mask in Scream and in this series. So I really like that. And episode one feels very Scream-esque, really leaning into the murder horror tension. And then episode two still has some of that, but it gets more into the high school drama, Mean Girls of it all. So personally, I prefer the the horror world of it. I, I prefer the the Scream version, but there's definitely enough in in both episodes to keep me watching. So I'm definitely going to keep going with this. I guess you don't have to watch the nope. originals. To... I, I had no context other than A is from the original. Um, right. This mask, you know, uh, and that's all I basically knew and I didn't need to know anything else. You're That's totally good. fine. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be Easter eggs that I'm just going to totally miss for the fans that, you know, have been with it from the beginning, but it's really enjoyable. It's just, it's fun. It's light. And I mean, it is horror, but, and one thing that has been pointed out to me. Um, so our assistant editor of news and entertainment, Joel Calfee, he reviewed it for pure. Wow. And he gave it four out of five stars. Uh, let me just read a quick quote because I think this kind of sums up, why I think this is maybe more for me than the original would have been. Okay. So he said, uh, original sin functions more as a slasher series rather than simply a mystery thriller, which will please fans who found the original to be a little lacking in its scares. Although PLL had its haunting moments, there were only so many things the writers could do with threatening messages and mysterious figures <laughs> darting around corners here. The viewer is thrown into the gore, which ups the stakes and makes our villain more menacing from the get go. And I actually mm. super agree that based on this description, I probably would not have wanted to see the original series. That's not really for me. But this feels more a- adult in that and more fun in the horror. Yeah. good. Well, I, it's probably because it's on HBO, too. You yeah. Know, like absolutely. that definitely adds to it. Yeah. But yeah. oh, I'm glad you liked it. We need to make Pleasantly Surprised a segment. I think I think we have yeah. to make it official. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beats expectations, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we can we can make a new special segment. I because <laughs> like I feel that. like we always have something that we're like I didn't think I was going to like it, but I do like it. But then, like, what's the opposite? Like unpleasantly surprised too, where you're like, I really thought this was going to be good, <laughs> and I have one of those for today too. Um, but where you really thought it was going to be good, and then it was not good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess well, we'll have to think foreshadowing about it. for later in the episode. Well, I know you were having a hard week with finding stuff you liked, but did was there something that you liked that you watched? Okay, I'm having like a conundrum because I feel like, well, that's not the right word for this situation, but it could be. Um, There's just so much, so much to watch. And I know that we're here to, you know, kick down all the clutter. But it's just, it's so overwhelming sometimes. And I've just, you know, when you're in one of those moods where literally nothing sounds appealing or like, oh, I want to watch that, even though there's so many new things on like every single platform, that was me this whole week. And I was just like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. I think I, I watched like the second episode of Blackbird, which I actually do like. That's a bit heavy. Yeah. yeah, On Apple, it's a bit heavy and it's a bit slow. So that's like, I have to be in the mood for that. And I just haven't been loving anything. Look, but I, I did watch is... Uncoupled. I watched the first two episodes. Okay. Did you did you put that on your hit list? I no, I or don't have anything. List? I don't have anything on my hit list because so you I... watch things. So you watch things and just none of them stood out enough. Yeah, I mean, be, they, be I liked it. it. I liked it. It was good, but I was I I wouldn't put it on my hit list. Like it was entertaining, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. Everything just fell really flat for me this week, which is so sad. It makes me sad. I think you're describing a universal feeling. So I think it's okay that we talk about this. A universal feeling for people that 
it's what causes us to be staring at the the Netflix thing and just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll past hundreds and hundreds of options and lots of new options and then go to Hulu and then go to Disney Plus and then go to Paramount and then go to Showtime, <laughs> HBO Max, and you just keep going and Prime Video, like so many things and just not feel satisfied with any of the options. And yeah. uh, I I think part of that is just there's too much. You know what I mean? There's it, too it almost, much. There's too much. And I think a lot of things, the volume is deceiving because Netflix is throwing everything at you. And we talked about this last week. One of the biggest budget things, The Gray Man, and it's the number one show or movie. Everyone was watching it last week, but it was not good. I mean, it was like it was a blah, OK movie. And, and we're OK. Like people are having to be OK with OK content. So they're yeah. getting tricked over and over into watching these things that just aren't standing out. Mm, so I'm going to give you I'm going to give you homework for next week. I'm going to I I challenge you to pick either Pretty Little Liars Original Sin or the hit I'm about to talk about. Okay. Uh, my other hit, which I think is the one you'll probably pick. And I think I want you to watch one episode because I think this is going to get you out of your funk and I think you're going to like it. OK, I think I might have watched it. OK, go. Because I think I might have watched one episode of it. Is it the most hated man on the Internet on Netflix? Oh, oh okay. well, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> it is. But, but that's your miss. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, we're going to go right from yeah. hit to miss. Okay. So, well, I really liked this show. Um, it's one of Netflix's top 10 shows this week, which doesn't mean anything, but a lot right. of people are watching it. <laughs> it has um, a badge. It, ha- it gets that like, little number on it. Um, it's a docu-series, and I had not heard about this story before, so I found it, found it super fascinating. So there's this awful, disgusting, bro-y, terrible human being named Hunter Moore, and he created this website way back called, not way back, but a, year, a couple years ago, called areyouup.com for uh, essentially posting revenge porn, where people can anonymously post nudes of mostly women, but some men, along with their social media information so that people can bash them and hate on them. And in this docuseries, one mom makes it her mission to take this guy down after her daughter's photos appear on the site. So it's a limited series. There's only three episodes, so it's easily digestible. What I liked about it is that it is, again, like I mentioned, not something I know about already. I don't feel inundated with this, like, we're getting two versions of, you know, uh, Elizabeth Holmes. We're getting two versions of The Staircase. We're getting, you know, I, I this is just like, it felt like a new original thing to me that I, for some reason I didn't know about when it happened. And it's fascinating. I, I specifically, it gets into so many important issues, I think, such as consent, but specifically when it comes to the internet, but also anonymity when it comes to the internet. And I think it's so interesting that it's all of these cowardly, awful people who are just and this is a thing like Internet trolls are a thing who are hiding behind their Internet and just ruining other people's lives. And they they feel okay about it and no one will ever know who they are. We know who this Hunter Moore guy is, um, this terrible person, but we don't know who all of these other people are. And they're they're They should be held accountable, too, for their terrible actions. But nobody ever really holds them accountable other than maybe calling out trolls on the internet, but that nothing really happens to those people. So yeah. I, I feel like it felt very relevant and similar to the Tinder swindler, which we had talked about. And I also enjoyed on Netflix. It kind of sets up the villain very quickly uh, and then kind of gets us to the victims. But I think unlike that, this has that fascinating twist of the mom who's like refuses to quit until she, you know, kind of gets Hunter more for what he's done. Yeah. So, no. you know, I think this is a probably a good time before you talk about it. To play our next sound effect, which is misses, uh, <laughs> since that's where you're going to put it. <laughs> that is where I'm putting it. Misses of the week. 
so I didn't not like it. It was good. I had I had never heard of this story either. And my husband had. He's like, how did you not hear of this? I was like, I literally have no idea who this guy is. Maybe and men just knew about it. And I don't and like straight maybe. men. I mean, like maybe that's just like maybe maybe yeah. their broy friends, even if they didn't participate or like it, maybe they were talking about it. I don't know. I, I same. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that I think was interesting. What I didn't like about it was that it just like it made me feel really awful like it mm. and and then when it i only watched the first episode but then when it gets into like the later half of the episode um i don't remember her name cara and it kind of went into that whole situation of that she tried to you know take her own life and all mm-hmm. this stuff i was like this is too much like this is a lot i i, I just mm-hmm. I, it just kind of like goes into obviously it's bullying like it, internet bullying and trolling and all of that yeah. and i just ugh, I, I can't give my time to like this hunter person yeah. and i know that and but i i do agree i think the mom of uh the, one of the girls is great and i love that she didn't want to give up and that's like awesome and it's because of her that you know everything that's going to happen happens that's why it's my miss only because it made me feel like i just felt awful i was like this this is horrible and people suck and <laughs> this is this is what makes me lose faith in humanity which i know is like awful to say but it's true i'm like why do people like this exists like why do you do that to somebody i i can't even wrap my head around it and then the videos that they were playing of him i was like this is the most disgusting vile person yeah ever like i i don't even how do you sleep at night i i don't get it i i can't even like form words it makes me so angry but that's why it's my mess well that makes total sense we've talked about this from two different perspectives that you just hit on really great points one why are we watching something like even if it's a good well-made interesting fascinating thing why would we watch something that makes us unhappy or uncomfortable? Yeah. Or like this isn't escapism. This is no longer fun. This is no longer entertainment. That's one amazing valid point. And then the other thing you we have, we've touched on before is you're like, why am I going to give time to Hunter Moore? And that's a good point. Like we keep and I don't think this documentary glamorizes him, no, but no, we're no. giving him a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Like we're putting out this guy out there like now he's like, are we setting him up for I I don't you Google to find out what has happened to him. But are we setting him up for down the line for him to have a book deal and for him to have a, you yeah, know, like the Tinder a talk swindler. show? Exactly. Like maybe there's there's some validity to that, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That we're once again talking about bad people. It's a very well made document, like, you know, the way they shot everything and um, all that kind of stuff, which I do appreciate because sometimes documentaries can be they could be so good, like the concept itself. And then they just like these graphics are awful but this is just very simple which i liked and oh my god I, oh, the videos of him like oh, it makes me so angry but anyway maybe we should just move on to the next no i mean you're allowed <laughs> to be angry get angry but also do not keep watching something no, to your I'm point not, that up. makes you unhappy and is not <laughs> this is cl- i was off i was like you should watch my- <laughs> okay so your homework is to watch pretty little liars original <laughs> sin watch no, that no i i this not na- this normally would be something that is up my alley, but then like when it just kind of got into like the whole like bullying aspect and like yeah. you're literally it's making very people, upsetting. yeah, I'm yes. like this this mm-hmm. poor woman like that just like I I was getting like emotional and I don't yeah. it takes a lot for me yeah. to like and I appreciate get teary eyed but yeah. I just felt I was like oh my gosh I just want to give her a hug like yeah. I hope she's doing okay now and I mean I think- I'm sure she gets into the second episode but I'm giving yeah up, so. yeah uh, I think I I maybe didn't have that emotional connection. Uh, me one. I'm not a woman, but but yeah. uh, but I also I think it's so awful that you almost immediately like 
separate yourself from it, if that makes totally. sense. Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, this, there's no like ambiguity about it. There's no like, oh, well, I see this side of, you know what I mean? There's nothing. You know what I mean? Like even Tindler Swindler, you're like, well, you know, he's a bad guy, but he just really wanted to live this fabulous life. This is just a hateful human being who, yes. well, I mean, they're both hateful human beings, but no, like, but this there's is nothing I can even like grasp at straws to find redeeming qualities about nothing, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yes. You're right. We should move on. You're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> But I'm glad you brought up Uncoupled because that is my miss of the week. Is uh, it? Yes. And here's why. I want to start off and I want to say before I dive into this, first of all, the show is not a bad show. It's fine. And I can see why it's Uncoupled. Sorry, Neil Patrick Harris on Netflix. Uh, it stars Tisha Campbell from Martin, um, Marsha Gay Harden uh, from The Morning Show. Uh, and it's from Darren Starr, who created the little known show Sex in the City obviously. Um, and it's about a gay man who has been in a relationship for 17 years and out of the blue, his partner moves out and leaves him uncoupled. So I can see why people could be into it. It's totally fine TV. And if you're a gay man, sometimes fine TV about gays is better than no TV about gays. I think this, you know, uh, like I look back at, you know, the original queer, uh, the original American queer as folk, and it's not great. But it was groundbreaking and it was content and it was gay people being represented on screen in America. And, you know, um, so there's something for that. And I love the cast. So some people might find it worth watching just for, you know, Neil Patrick Harris and Marsha Gay Harden and, and Tisha Campbell. But it tries to have I mean, I don't know if you notice this in what you watched so far, but it tries to have a Sex in the City vibe to it. Where it's like a small group of friends who discuss their sex lives and dating lives <laughs> over drinks. Um, but I watched two solid episodes. And so I, did I, and because we're I, at the same spot. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't laugh once. Like, not even, I like, don't think a I chuckle. Like, it's just not actually funny. Like, yeah. but it's trying to be funny. Like, Tisha Campbell is doing her damnedest, and she's a very funny actress, and they just give her terrible dialogue and a lame storyline as, like, Neil Patrick Harris's work wife. But she, they're, they're all just trying very hard to m- be that Sex in the City quirk, and it's, it's just entirely not funny. Right? Yeah, no, agreed. I don't think I laughed or chuckled once. The thing that I did, I mean, like I said before, I, it didn't go into my hits because it's not yeah, the best you, show you I've ever seen. You didn't but make it was under yeah. but it was entertaining. But so you probably I, agree. It's fine. Yeah, know? it's fine. Yeah. But what I loved about it was all like the apartments. Like, I'm mm. sorry, but the apartment that they live in that, you know, uh Neil Patrick Cash and his partner, and I'm like, what? Like, this is beautiful. This Whole, yeah, I mean, I guess his character I just, like, is in real estate, real estate. <laughs> but it does, but again, that feels very Darren Star, like the sex, like Sex in the City when um uh what's the movie when Big and Carrie get that big apartment and yes. they, they look at they, that walk in closet, like I mean for all her <laughs> shoes, you know, like there's just so many. It, it feels like it kept with that Sex in the City vibe, you know. I love, I agree with you. I love seeing beautiful New York real estate, even if it's not real real estate and it's a set. Yeah. Either way, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. It's so nice. I'm also, I think I've discovered through this show that I'm not the biggest Neil Patrick Harris fan. Oh, yeah? I never had feelings which way about him. But then in this, I was like, because I, I know people are obsessed with him. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't think, I don't like have an opinion on him, which I was surprised yeah. about because he's obviously a very well-known um, well, I actor, was never but... into How I Met Your Mother. So I never watched that. It, so like, maybe wasn't that's for me. It. Yeah. And Doogie Howser, I did love, but I was a child, you know, when Doogie Howser, so was, so was he. That was the concept. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I saw Neil Patrick Harris pretty recently in uh, a stage reading of uh, Into the Woods in New York City. And 
it, it is now transferred to Broadway, but without him, he didn't go to the Broadway production. But he was incredible, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, as the in the movie version, it's played by James Corden, who is on a break, thank God. Um, but uh, <laughs> he is good. But I agree. I like when I'm trying to think of what shows I'm super into from Neil Patrick Harris. I don't know what it is. I mean, he's good Same. in this. He's just it's yeah. just the show is fine. You yeah. know, like he looks good. He's doing a good thing. Like I, I love that we have gay TV, but. I don't know. It's kind of. Are you uh, gonna keep? Are you gonna keep watching it? No, absolutely not. I I had really high hopes, and I just like don't. <laughs> I just not. don't care. <laughs> I like, and part of that too is I mean, and I I maybe it happens after se- episode two, but it's a lot of setup for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and in the first two episodes, we're still in the like getting, like to me, if you were to tell me what this plot line is, how Netflix describes it, and everything. Okay, this happens. So this series is gonna be about a guy who after 17 years now has to be out in the dating world and he's a little older than all these young people and he doesn't know what to do and here are his dating experiences go but we're in the first two episodes still like in the like the husband got a new apart or the ex got a new apartment the ex is like i mean we're still removing himself from the relationship so we're not even to that point where we can just enjoy the that dating experience so it it doesn't feel like sex in the city in that way it feels like we're stuck in the pilot two episodes in. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that because I don't think I realized what Netflix kind like had its description out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now that you're saying this, that is interesting. But now I feel like I need to stick it out because I need to see how they um I would love go for about you to it. stick it out because yeah. I, I I want the information without having to watch it. So that's great. <laughs> great. Uh, so we'll have a recap. Yeah, and that of sounds the whole good. Thing. Yeah. Please keep me updated uh and keep everybody updated. Um, I had one more. We we're running out of time, so I want to fly through this. But I have one more quick miss, and it was Boo Bitch on Netflix. So it's <laughs> Lana Condor. I don't know why I put this on. It's from he's she's from uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Those movies, basically two senior. This is the description from Netflix: Two senior BFFs make a last ditch attempt to be seen, but when one of them becomes a ghost, she'll need to really live her best life while she can. Uh, I don't know. It's about high schoolers playing 20-somethings again. Fine. But there are fresher ways to do this. Love Victor on Hulu is fresher. Pretty Little Liars was the new the reboot was fresher. Uh, this just feels super forced. Um, and I had a similar complaint uncoupled. It tried to be light and, and funny. And it's not funny. I didn't laugh once. So, I watched the first episode. Yeah. Did you laugh? It, uh, it was fine. I'm just like, oh, it's like you know, like weird fashion high school people. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> if we're going to do anyone, that, but... <laughs> no, but if we're going to do that, like there's better shows that yeah. are about high school right now that just do something different. Heartstopper, duh. Heartstopper, oh my I'm going to give up on Heartstopper soon, no, I don't promise. Don't give up on Heartstopper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sex education, all of the, yeah, so yes, many shows. Yes. Well, let's get into our segment of the week uh, and it is Criminally Underrated. Criminally Underrated. Okay, what did you pick as your criminally underrated show? Mine is Shrill on Hulu. Shrill, yes. Shrill. Have you watched this? Yeah, I, I, wa- like I, mean, I, I, I watched the did. first season when it first dropped, and then I watched part of the second season, but I kind of fell out. I feel like I'm the only person who watches this. I don't yeah, know anyone I, People else. don't talk about it in the same no, way, but nobody please, talks about it. Uh, talk so about Shrill. It is based on Lindy West's memoir of the same name um, and best-selling book. It stars Aidy Bryan from SNL and Lolly Adafope. She's a comedian, John Cameron Mitchell, and Patty Harrison, who I know that you love. She's in Made for Love, right? She has like that little cameo kind of. Mm-hmm. Is it the best show that I've ever seen? No. But it, I thought it was very good. It has three seasons, and it's, it's fairly new. The first season premiered in 2019. 
So Aidy Bryant plays Annie, who in Port and they're in Portland, Oregon, so it's kind of that whole vibe. Um, so she plays Annie, who is a writer at the Thorn. It's a weekly um, paper, and she spends most of her life kind of like shrinking herself, like literally, kind of. Um, you know, to fit society's like standards and expectations. But the whole catalyst for everything is what season one is kind of about. And somebody trolls her on the internet, you know, the kind of like we were talking about before, but she decides to confront him, like find him and confront him. And she does. And that's kind of, that sets everything up for, you know, the whole series, but it's just kind of her like finding her voice, not fitting into like what other people think or like what their expectation of you like looking like is. I mean, and it's A.D. Bryant, so it, it's funny, but it's not like in your face and and annoying or trying to be funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. I think they do it in a in a good way. It's like it tackles like self-love and acceptance and work and relationships, but it doesn't take itself seriously. It's just kind of like this is it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it's really fun. I I that cast is incredible. And yes. John Cameron Mitchell, I will watch him do anything. I love uh, his hair. Mr. Hedwig himself. Yeah. Oh, his hair. He's, and he's so funny as the boss, like, who's just like bitchy. And like, because <laughs> the like, it's not like uh, Devil Wears Prada, where like Miranda Priestly is like running something really impressive. This character is like running like <laughs> basically a blog. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, we're really, but he takes it so seriously. So seriously. And like, ha- gives it that Miranda Priestly treatment without it being that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, so like it's, it's not it's, high stakes. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Yeah. Great recommendation. Oh, I love yes. it. Uh, and it's only three seasons, so it's yeah. not, not a lot to, to watch. I need to finish this. I need to get back it's on good. it and finish it. It's good. Yeah. And you're right. Let's get people, more people talking about Shrill. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. A.D. Bryant, one of my favorites. And then, so mine real quick is Evil on Paramount Plus. It stars Ben Linus from Lost. Remember that character? Ben Linus. It's Michael Emerson. Um, he plays so. the bad guy. Okay. Uh, and it's got Christine Lottie from Chicago Hope and Asif Mandi from uh, The Daily Show. And um, it's a supernatural drama series. It follows a forensic psychologist who partners with a Catholic priest in training to investigate miracles and demonic possessions. It's called <sighs> Evil. Um, and season three is currently airing. So what I like about it is it's very X-Files-y. So for anybody who liked the X-Files, I think you'll like Evil. It's got like one partner who believes and then the other partner is a skeptic, you know, um, and they're teamed up to see essentially what are unexplained things happening. And the episodes, they'll focus on like a one off case. So that's fun, kind of like the X-Files did. But then there's the overarching, you know, conspiracy or in this case, it's meddling from the devil. And it's very scary. So if you don't like scary, this I might don't not be like for scary, you. No. Um, but it is fun and tense and more people should be talking about it. If you're looking for if an X-Files-y, but with a little bit of a scary twist to it, I highly recommend Evil. Uh, this um, gives me exorcist vibes, and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. can... That... There is certainly exorcism in it, yes. No, I, that is like one... I don't even know. You don't want to that touch like, that. No, I, I saw The Exorcist. Oh my God. I saw The Exorcist, okay, when I was driving to like Florida with my family. We had like a TV in the... like like a literal TV you in the car. You picked The Exorcist so- with your family on a road trip? Well, it was it was me, my sister, brother, and my cousin. And it was like the middle of the night and my parents had to get <laughs> gas. And we were watching this stupid movie and it has scarred me and I hate it so much. I hate anything that has to do with 
paranormal like no well guess <laughs> so, what this show is not for you rachel no, but for scared. those of you who do like that stuff uh you're gonna be into this uh yeah i didn't realize i picked a bunch of horror stuff this week um yeah you no, did no. all right so i can't watch any of it so not for you but for our horror lovers out there yes. so all right what did we learn this week rachel what we learned I learned that it's okay to have a blah week of TV and maybe next week or hopefully next week I will find something that will be on my hit list. And I learned that for some reason I'm only watching horror and (laughs) shows about people who are in high school right now and I don't know why but uh, I'm just going to lean into it. I think it's fine. What a mix. I know. (laughs) Um, Well, this has been a lot of fun and I hope next week you have nothing but great or terrible feelings about things, but enough that you got out of this blah and you're into the hits and misses. I'm wishing you all the best on your journey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Well, until Thank next you. time. That's it for Stream On. Follow us on Instagram at shows and at Pure Wow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a Pure Wow and Gallery Media Group production. 